0: Welcome to The Postpartum Wow, the show where moms share their raw, unfiltered postpartum moments. I'm your host, Sarah Allen, and I'm a first-time mom who was completely broadsided by postpartum depression and anxiety. I'm here to show the not-so-pretty side of becoming a parent, and I hope you hear something that resonates with you because, let's be honest, the postpartum experience is nothing like we imagined. But along with the struggles come glimpses of hope. So buckle up and hold on tight, and let's get to it. Hi friends, how's it going?
1: I'm sure you can tell by the sound of my voice that it
0: is
1: (laughs) golden flu season in our house. So the first of, I'm sure many, colds to come officially hit us this past weekend and I'm sitting here on a Monday evening having come back from a a trip to visit my in-laws and baby was... Not sick the entire time, but she had a very tough first night there, and um, now my husband and I are both sick, so <laughs> yay, uh yay, winter. yay, winter with a uh, an infant for our first-time parents who <laughs> uh, are learning what it's like to care for an infant and be sick. That's uh, always fun. <clears throat> so yeah, don't be surprised if this uh this episode isn't too long because we did put baby to bed about a half hour ago and wanted to come on here and get an episode up and running for you guys to listen to and hopefully my voice isn't too much of a distraction, but um yeah, I just had this topic on my mind for a while now and wanted to wanted to get it. Recorded and put out there. So, uh, before getting into the meat and potatoes of the episode, like I always say, uh, not a medical professional, and I can only give the what worked for me and what worked in my situation. Please don't take any of this as medical advice. And trigger warning: if this is something you're going through now, this this may bring up some intrusive thoughts. So keep that in mind as you listen and let's get started. So this week I'm talking about uh, working moms, which I have a love-hate relationship with that term because it implies that moms that stay home don't work (laughs) because they're not working outside the home or they don't have outside employment. And as we all know, it it is a term that is very much bullshit. <laughs> so, um, I like to refer to as uh, careers and motherhood, uh, which is something I didn't give a whole lot of thought to for most of my life. Uh, my career kind of just fell into my lap. I never really considered myself a driven career type person until I found something that. I found fulfillment in and truly enjoyed, and that was in as before. I got as before. I met my husband before I got married. Uh, It's when I was at college, and I was actually working. uh, I was working a desk job just to pay bills and keep busy, and was there for four or five years, and decided that it wasn't for me. but I had always had a love of IT and technology, knew it was something that uh, if I made a career out of, I probably would enjoy it. But I think I was worried about burnout, so I didn't go for it right away. Um, but after being in the the workforce for a few years, decided that's what I wanted to do. So I went back to school, got my degree in computer information systems and Found employment before I graduated, which I was very grateful for, and still employed with the same company today. And and it wasn't until I really got my hands dirty in the field of IT how much I enjoyed it and how, like I said, how much fulfillment I was getting out of it and never had that feeling before of, wow, I have a job that I actually really care about a job that uh, I wake up in the morning and think, oh gosh, I have to go to work today. No, I wake up in the morning thinking, oh, I get to go to work today. That's awesome. Um, very rarely would I have a case of the Mondays. Yeah, it was nice to to be at home and do whatever, but Monday morning, it was not doom and gloom for me. It was okay. I get to go to work. I get to be useful. I get to do something that I like and sometimes love, but, um, and I work with great people too. The, the coworkers that I have are awesome. I work in the field of, uh, construction. It's a general contractor that I work for and do their IT work. And it's, uh, it's something that I never thought I would go into, but it, again, it fell in my lap and I love it. So, which completely took a turn on how I thought my life would look once I became a wife and mother, because it's like, I don't want to give this up. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And for the longest time I was under the impression that I couldn't have both. I couldn't have a fulfilling career and be the kind of parent that I wanted to be. And so once I found a career that I knew I didn't want to just give up, altogether, it was it was a struggle to figure out, okay, how am I going to do this parenting thing while still carrying this job? So when the time came, and thankfully, I, I work for an employer that is very passionate about developing a work-life balance. So the amount of maternity leave I got, I felt, was uh, very fair. Um, I got about 10 weeks. Of course, at the time, when when the time came to go back to work i didn't think it was enough time but uh hindsight's 2020 20, i think it was it was just enough time because i was hitting the with in the previous episode i talked about how going back to work really helped wrap my head around parenthood and helped me kind of take a break and like have an escape almost to um, recoup and rest and think about something else for a while so um when i went on maternity leave i didn't i didn't feel like i was at risk of ever losing my employment which was a blessing and was very grateful on that front had uh, managers that would check in every now and then to see how i was doing and and we were we're pretty adamant that i make sure that i keep all electronics off that were work related and to really focus on my new family life so very grateful on that front uh, but returning to work was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, it's the first time in a while that I felt uh, resentful about being employed um, even though I knew it was something I wanted. but it the I'd say the first month or two uh, was a lot of a lot of trial and error. At first, it was tough because every time I was at work, all I kept thinking about was hurrying up to get back home so I could be with my kid. And then when I was at home with the kid, all I could think about was, oh, I can't wait to go to work tomorrow so I can have a minute to breathe. (laughs) So it was that constant back and forth. And I found that it was it was very distracting because I had a hard time focusing because I kept thinking, well, what if my husband texts me? What if my babysitter texts me, and I have to just drop everything and go go, you know, run interference type thing? But um, I feel like that was going to happen either way. Thankfully, we didn't we didn't have to go the daycare route. Um, my husband and I's work schedules were somewhat flexible. So we were able to kind of tag team. He's here in the mornings with her and we thankfully found a nanny who we very much appreciate and adores our daughter and and she loves her back. So that's neat to see and brings a lot of comfort when I am away from home. Um But we also had like a, a hybrid setup too, where I have the option to work from home a couple days and then be in the office the other days of the week and another setup that I'm grateful for uh, because not everybody gets that. But even with that setup, it was a struggle. It was very, very hard because the entire time that I was adjusting to that, I was always uncertain. I never had the confidence I had before in my role at my job, so I felt like I couldn't take on uh, the responsibilities that my job required uh, because I couldn't devote my entire brain power to it, and that was discouraging uh, because I finally just had to admit to myself, hey, I, I can't do it like I used to, or at least I can't do it to the, the degree that I could prior to becoming a parent. But they were very patient with me. Like I said, it was about a month or so before I finally got back into the swing of things. And that sounds like a lot of time. But really, physically, I was fine. Like, I was physically healed fairly quickly. Um, But that that mental piece of wrapping your head around your new home life and then trying to factor in the work-life balance was a struggle in and of itself. And I'm sure that uh, the postpartum depression anxiety wasn't helping matters either because granted it was assisting with it. It was also at times making it worse, but it was just a, a, it was just something I had to, to learn to adapt to. And I think with that lack of focus, it made me realize that sometimes, in the moment of not not being able to focus, y- you almost have the freedom to really assess your your situation. That probably sounds all kinds of confusing and ridiculous, and maybe it is, but um, I'm not sure how else to really describe it. Because there were there was many a time where I would be at the office and. Uh, I would excuse myself to go pump and just have 15 minutes to myself to think whether that was checking in on baby or just not even looking at phones entirely and just sitting there and thinking and trying to be intentional with that time of like, okay, um, what is something I can do that would make me feel productive today? Again, it goes back to that. You have to be intentional with your time in order to make the most of it. At least that's what I found in my case, and that meant that meant me really getting strategic about the eight outer eight hours during the day that I needed to devote to my job, and uh, that meant you know just using the tools at my fingertips of using a schedule or using a task list, using a a project board, something along those lines to. Really, map out, okay, and I can get this done today, and that would that would feel like you know something got done um, because, yeah, there for a while, I wasn't getting anything done at work, I felt like I wasn't getting anything done at the house as far as housekeeping or being the you know a good parent, all of that stuff. it was just constantly constantly racing through my head of. You know, I don't feel like I'm giving 100% to either one of my worlds. My, the work life, the home life, and it was driving me bonkers. I just felt like if I couldn't give 100%, then why am I bothering at all? Um, and again, I think it all goes back to, you know, I'm the Enneagram 3, which is the achiever, and I felt no achievement in either one of those sides, and and that was discouraging. But... Uh, you know, the only thing I could think of is like, okay, if I'm, if I'm feeling discouraged and I'm feeling like I'm running a million miles an hour and I'm just running in place, I'm not going anywhere. How do I fix it? Um, I have tools at my fingertips to fix all kinds of things in the technology world. And I'm all about problem solving and finding solutions to technical issues. And so I'm like, well, why don't I approach this as a technical issue? Why don't I approach it as, okay, I have this this many hours in a day, this many projects on my plate, or this many, you know, request tickets on my plate. Okay, let's divide this up into a realistic goal or realistic plan and see what can be accomplished. Um, But I needed... And that's another thing. I felt like, okay, if I don't figure this out within a week, then clearly I'm not meant to do this. That that I clearly had to set aside and move past because even my direct managers were just like, you need to give yourself time. And I was under the impression, well, <laughs> I've been on maternity leave these past 10 weeks. Um, I probably should have figured this out. Yes, but those 10 weeks were devoted to taking care of you and the baby. So, you weren't learning how to work outside the home and be a parent and find the find the balance that works. That takes time. So, but once I once I started coming at it from that approach, I, it was a, you know, complete game changer for me because it seemed like every day, if I could just finish something that was small or easy to do, I just like, okay, that sense of accomplishment started to build up. And I was like, okay, well, I can feed off of that. So let's let's find other ways to make that happen. Now, granted, it's not like I wasn't doing my job. I was. You can ask, <laughs> not that you're going to, but like you could ask my direct managers. I was getting work done. But it wasn't to it wasn't to a standard that I was happy with. Um I had to extend more grace to myself and use those tools to really and, and when I mean tools, <laughs> even if that meant <laughs> a lot of iced coffee in the process. But I feel like I have a good groove now. It took took a while, um, and I definitely wouldn't say I'm I'm perfect at it or hundred percent at it. There's still a learning curve, but I feel like there, there is a balance there that I'm starting to see now because I feel like I can go to work and focus on work. Um, I have an excellent team here to take care of my daughter, my husband, my nanny, or who are fully capable of meeting her needs. And I've seen that. So she's a, you know, very content baby when I come home from work and that gives me the, the confidence that I need to be at work and be present at work and to focus entirely. And I think that's huge. I, I think that's a big part of getting back into the swing of things is knowing that, okay, you can let your guard down because your child is being loved, being taken care of, their needs are being met. So you can focus on work. That's huge. Um, and there, in the beginning, it was it was extremely difficult because you think, as the mom, you're the only one that can truly meet their needs, and truly take care of them. Which, again, more bullshit, but it's what was going through my head. And I know I'm not the only mom that that thinks that, but it's a uh, it was debilitating the way it would just steal my entire focus while I would be sitting at my desk at work thinking, okay, is she really being taken care of? Is she is she just sitting here crying and looking for mommy? You know, it was just that that horrible image that you have in your head of, Well, I'm not with my kids, so clearly she's not being taken care of. So um had to move past that, had to really set time to to tell myself, no, that's that's just a story. That is not the truth. So let's Let's focus on on what the truth is and and move forward. So I know it's it sounds easy, but it was incredibly difficult. And the mental power it took to be able to work through that was tough. But I found it. I think it can be found if you're intentional with it. And if it's something you truly want to find, I think you'll find it. And not to... Babylon and totally bore you to death with because i'm trying to be vague and not get too into detail just for confidence confidentiality purposes but um i feel like i'm at a point now where i'm not constantly you know belittling myself or uh telling myself that i'm not capable of working outside the home and being a mom and if anything, I also see it as a as a way of, of being an example to my kid because she's a girl. Um, there may be certain expectations. Like I had when I was a kid of like, okay, you can either work outside the home or be a stay-at-home mom. There's no in-between, and we know that's not true. Um, so I want to set a good example for her of what she's fully capable of doing. Um... If she wants to be a mom someday, if she wants to be uh, in the workforce and have a career, you know, or if she doesn't want to do either of that stuff, you know, it's, it's something that I want her growing up knowing that it's, it's not a possibility because, you know, being an example and, and actually doing stuff because your kids are watching, I think is is the best way to to show them and to teach them that they can do stuff. So, but that's, that's just my findings at this point. But anyway, uh, that was kind of my, my view of the, the workforce from home. And then my view of home from the workforce. Um, I'm glad I went through the rough patches because I learned a lot. Um, learned what I'm, Willing to do what I'm not willing to do as far as the work life balance. Um, so far, it's being respected. Uh, I can only hope and pray that it continues down that path. Um, we'll certainly see, but I feel like employers in this day and age aren't going to have much of a choice to accommodate work life balances because of the. I mean, you can look up statistics all day long. If you have, if you have your people focus on establishing that good life work life balance, they're better employees. It's been proven. So I feel like as an employer, as in a company, you'd be crazy not to not to pursue that that approach when hiring folks and when establishing teams and making sure that you have departments that are covered so people feel like they can uh, they can't take care of their families. I think that's, that's huge. A lot of people don't, don't have that opportunity and a lot of people don't have that option. And I think that's very sad, but, um, and for those situations I can't speak for because for the most part, have not experienced that. So my heart goes out to those of you that, that don't have that experience, that don't have that flexibility or uh, that option. Um, All I can say is that I, I do believe that you can find an answer. It's your approach may be completely different than what mine was, but just know that you, you have the capabilities, you have the tools in front of you to find what works for you and your family and if that's something you have to tell yourself every day when you wake up, so be it, because you have to find that confidence in yourself in, in order to show up and be there for your family. So I think to wrap up this episode, just reiterate again that adapting is a slow process, but it is attainable. And finding. Uh, Finding that work-life balance, I think, is an ongoing battle, but for me, it it's worth pursuing because I get a lot of fulfillment in both of my worlds, and I think it's it's worth it's worth battling for. So, anyway, those are just my thoughts on motherhood from. Uh, career woman's perspective um appreciate you listening to my rambling as i'm continuing to fight this cold and uh hopefully it wasn't too deterring my very sexy low-toned voice right now <laughs> um thanks again for listening and i'll see you guys next time
0: thanks for listening to the postpartum wow if you like what you heard and you'd like to support this podcast I'd love for you to subscribe and follow me on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow me on my Facebook page at The Postpartum One. This way you'll be notified when new episodes are dropped every other Tuesday. Feel free to also leave a review sharing what you liked best, and this will help other listeners know what to expect when checking out this podcast. Until next time, friends, may your messy buns be on point and your coffee stay warm.